what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. How long are we going to sit back and use COVID as an excuse to not go forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Shame on you, church. And shame on you, preachers, for not having a backbone to stand up behind the sacred desk and say something about it. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of First Kings. The book of First Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18, move down if you will to verse 20. First Kings 18 and verse 20. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject. One against 450. One against 450. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning as we come before your throne of grace today, we thank you for this place which is set aside exclusively to worship you and to hear your word. Lord, I thank you for every person that has come this way today. Lord, I thank you for the platform in which you have given to minister your word. And Lord, I realize today that there are many needs. There are needs, Lord, that only you can meet. And Lord, I'm asking you to meet that need today and anoint me today to rightly divide the word of truth. Lord, without you, we can do nothing. Bring back to my memory that which has been studied and prepared and anoint your people to hear and to receive of your word, Lord, that their questions might be answered, the needs might be met, Lord, that we all might be drawn closer to you, is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. All of Israel has been summoned to the top of Mount Carmel. A representative from every household in Israel is there. Ahab is there along with the nobles of Israel, 
along with 450 prophets of Baal. They've all gathered to the top of Mount Carmel, and this was to be a red-letter day for Israel as a contest, a showdown between God and Baal. Sadly and regrettably, most of the people that were there, they did not know the difference between Jehovah God and Baal. Baal claimed to have control over the weather, while Jehovah God claimed the same prerogative. Baal means husband. Jehovah God said, I am your husband. And many of the people that were gathered there on top of Mount Carmel that day, sadly and regrettably, they could not tell the difference between the two. They actually thought that it was just two names for the same God. Satan is the author of confusion. And he was the author of that confusion then. He's the author of confusion today. But one man, Elijah, had the boldness to stand up against all of those people that day. He stood up for God. And God would use him to show that there is a difference between Jehovah God and Baal. And the Bible says that Elijah came unto all the people and said, 1 Kings 18 verse 21, If there was ever a time in the history of the church, we need some Elijahs to come before God's people and to minister the true Word of God. Not too long ago, a survey was done and released by the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life. 35,000 people across different denominations were asked this question. Is there only one way to heaven? 57% of the evangelical church attenders said they believe that many religions can lead to eternal life in direct conflict with their traditional evangelical teaching. 57%. You think of that. When confronted with this and asked, why do you believe that? The most common answer was this, there's more than one way to interpret the Scriptures. 
You think of that. God help us today. We need some Elijahs. We need some preachers with some backbone today. We need preachers that are full of the Holy Ghost with an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Preachers get off the golf courses. Preachers get out of the bowling alleys. Preachers get out of the deer stands. Preachers get out of the boat. Lay that fishing pole down and grab a hold of the Word of God and get in a prayer closet somewhere and pray through until heaven touches your soul and God gets a hold of you and you get in front of those people on Sunday morning with some conviction and you shell it down and you tell them, preach what Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says, there is none other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. Preach what Jesus said in John 4 and verse 6. Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. There is no other way. And Elijah said, How long halt ye between two opinions? The word opinion means to be divided in mind. Divided in mind. Someone said that the way the preacher goes so goes the church. The way the church goes, so goes the nation. The way this nation goes, so goes the rest of the world. And it's all going to hell in a handbasket today. Because the church has never been more divided in mind than it is right now. Our nation has never been more divided than it is right now. The world is more divided than it's ever been. You see, there was a time when the church stood for something. The church was built on the one main single undergirding foundation of the cross of Jesus Christ for the ills of mankind. That is the foundation of the church. The cross of Christ is the answer to every problem that mankind has, whether it be spiritual, physical, emotional, financial, whatever your need is today, the answer to that need can be found only in the cross of Jesus Christ. And that is it. There is no other answer. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul said, right after he had had a failure, he preached a message up on Mars Hill. He preached on the resurrection. He didn't get to finish his message. The people shut it down. They literally booed him off the stage. He didn't get the response there that 
he thought he should have gotten. And when he left Mars Hill, going to Corinth, he said, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2, I have determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He had preached other things. He had drawn attention and had tried other things and had come to this determination to know nothing else among God's people other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The Corinthian church They were divided over water baptism and who had done the baptizing. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. God help us today. All you've got to do is turn on so-called Christian radio and television and listen for a little while, and you got this preacher saying this and this preacher saying that and another preacher saying, oh, no, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, And the people have never been more confused than they are today because the preachers are not saying the same What is that same thing that I'm talking about? Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. He said, I've determined to know nothing else among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I wish you all would preach the same thing. That there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. He went on to say, verse 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize. Now, he was not demeaning water baptism. Water baptism is important. And if you're saved today and you've not been baptized, you need to get in the tank. But you also need to understand that water baptism does not save you. It is an outward sign to the people. Letting us know that you've given your heart and life to the Lord. And Jesus commanded that such be done. But water baptism does not save you. Paul said, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. That is God's way. There's nothing wrong with watching a good Christian movie, but that is not to take the place of the preaching of the Word of God under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That is God's way, the preaching of the gospel. Not with wisdom of words. It's not all about education. It's not about 
the preacher's ability to orate. He said, lest the cross of Christ, that's the key, that's the gospel, the cross of Christ, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them who perish foolishness. And that's one of the reasons right there why most Christians do not share their faith with unbelievers because they'll get laughed at, they'll get picked on, they'll not be chosen to move up in the company. Are you hearing me? 007 Christian undercover. You can be a Christian and not share your faith. That's like buying a car and being able to drive it without putting any gasoline in it. For the preaching of the cross is to them who perish foolishness. When you stand up for this book right here, you're going to be persecuted. You're not going to be in the end crowd. You're not going to be voted in as the most popular kid in school if you stand up for what this book right here says. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. How is it the power of God? It is the power of God when you take the gospel by faith, when you accept it into your heart by faith, when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, that allows the active ingredient of the Holy Spirit to be released in your life, to work, to operate, to bind up the sin nature that is there, that's causing you your problem. It is the power of God. Peter learned this. And Peter said, 2 Peter 1 verse 3, 2 Peter 1 verse 3, According as His divine power, that's the power of the Holy Ghost, According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Look at that. Let me read it again. His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And I heard a preacher say the other day that the problems facing mankind today, the answer to it is not in the Bible. Mankind is facing things today that the Bible does not address. And he went on to give his psychological jargon. Try this, try that, 12 steps to this, 
five steps to that. Whenever a preacher, I don't care who it is. I don't care what their color of skin is. I don't care what denomination they're coming to you from. When they tell you that what I'm telling you is not in the Bible, and the answer for which you seek is not found in the Bible, but through and by some other means, you're not listening to a preacher of the gospel. You're listening to a hireling. You're listening to a false prophet. You need to cut it off. If he's in your church, you need to kick him out. You don't need to be listening to that. I'd rather have a Nash County gnat to fly in my ear and wiggle around and holler up against my eardrum than I had hear some preacher tell me that the problems man are facing today is not found in the Word of God. The Word of God tells me that the answer is the cross of Jesus Christ for the ills of mankind. If you need healing today, healing is in the cross. If you need salvation, it's in the cross. If you need the Holy Ghost, it's in the cross. Whatever you need Today, the answer is found in the cross of Jesus Christ. When the church began to promote other things as the answer to the ills of mankind, that's when we left the cross. That's when we became divided. And today we're divided over age, sex, religion. We're divided over skin, color, race. We're divided every way in the world you can imagine. Got to have two services now in church. Got to have one at 8 o'clock for the young people. Got to have one at 10 o'clock for the, for the older generation. Not because the sanctuary ain't big enough to hold everybody. It's just that this group over here wants to have the service catered this way. And this group over here wants to have it catered this way. I believe one church service is sufficient for everybody. Jesus didn't have two sermons. Jesus didn't have two services. He had one message for the people. And it was for everybody of every age. And I'm sick and tired of the church trying to cater to this crowd and trying to cater to that crowd. We've got one message that caters to the entirety of the human race. One message. Brother James, that's not going to draw a crowd. It never has. It never has. I'm going to tell you something else. COVID today is wrecking the church. The church is divided over this whole COVID thing. We're all sick of COVID. Most of us have been sick of COVID, and now we're sick of COVID. Tired of hearing it. We want it to go away. But let me tell you this, as long as there is money to be made, as long as political gain can be attained, COVID is here to stay. And the church is going to have to deal with it. It's wrecking the church today. Church is splitting today over COVID. 
Should we sing or not sing? Brother James, it is your Christian duty to be vaccinated. Vaccination ain't got a thing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nothing. I'm telling you today, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated by the blood of Jesus Christ, and it washes and cleanses every sin away. Glory to God. That's the vaccination I'm talking about. But churches are splitting today. Mask. No mask. Going inside and worshiping, staying home at worshiping, worshiping out in the parking lot. COVID. Preachers are getting so discouraged because their, their, their congregation is split three ways. People sitting at home watching it on Facebook, half of them sitting in the parking lot. Two or three of them coming and sitting down in the church service on Sunday morning. They're just quitting. Just throw up their hands and quit. And churches are shutting the doors today over this foolishness. Let me ask you this today. How big is your God? How big is your God? I'm going to make some of you mad with me right now, but that's fine. Get mad with me all you want. Elijah said, 1 Kings 18, verse 21, If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. If the Lord is greater than COVID, come to church and worship Him. But if COVID is God, then you stay at home. Oh, I'm going to get some ugly phone calls now. Well, it's about time to get some phone calls of some kind because the Bible said that when Elijah spoke these words, the people didn't answer a word, and that's another problem in the church today. People ain't saying a thing. They ain't doing a thing. Nothing. I thank God for our radio correspondence. The letters, the emails, the texts, the phone calls, I appreciate that we've been on some stations now for over a year and ain't heard a word from the Christian public out there. Nobody's saying anything. God help us. God give us some Elijahs today. Give us more preachers over radio and television that'll preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That'll take a stand for what the Word of God says. How long halt ye between two opinions? How long are we going to keep the church door shut? How long are we going to keep the fellowship hall shut? It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous, people. There are churches right now that won't even have an altar call in the church because you might get COVID. Don't lay hands on the sick and pray for them no more. You might get COVID. No bus ministry. No more youth ministry. No more shaking hands. No more hugging necks. 
No more going into fellowship hall, sit down and eat and have a time of fellowship together. No, no, no more fundraisers in the church. No more community outreach. Might get COVID. How long, Halchi? How long are we going to sit back and use COVID as an excuse to not go forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Shame on you, church. And shame on you, preachers, for not having a backbone to stand up behind the sacred desk and say something about it. It's ridiculous. How long? Halt ye. And the people didn't say a word. Not a word. That's the reason this country's in the mess it's in right now. Too many of God's people is sitting back not saying anything. They ain't saying nothing in the church. They ain't saying and doing nothing out here in the world to try to win the lost. Nothing. This world's in a mess today. Nobody will stand up and say this is right and that's wrong because the Bible says it's right. The Bible says that it's wrong. Afraid we might offend somebody. Afraid of what, what somebody might say. Elijah pours his heart out to the people. And nobody says amen. Nobody says praise God. Nobody. And let me tell you, not everybody standing there that day worshipped and served Baal. Some of God's people were there. But you wouldn't have known it because they won't saying anything oh let me go ahead and step in this while I'm here so many people are disgusted over the way this past election went they don't like the way it was handled they don't like the way it was carried out I've heard so many people say, I just ain't going to go vote no more because they're disgusted with the way this past election was carried out. Well, let me tell you this. For you to sit back and say nothing, for you to sit back and not go out and vote come November, you're voting for the evil you're voting for the wickedness to continue going on in this country. And you are the problem. It's time for God's people to stand up and speak up and say what the Word of God says. It's the reason we're in the mess we're in right now. Adam and Eve in the garden. The serpent speaks to Eve about that forbidden fruit on the tree. Genesis 3 and verse 6. She took 
of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Adam was standing right there when all of this took place. He stood right there, witnessed the whole thing, and didn't say a word. And just went along to get along. And look at the mess we're in today. Because people would not, he would not speak up for what the Word of God said. Adam should have spoke up and said, Devil, let me tell you something. Who do you think you are talking to my wife? The Word of God says, Thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. We need Christians today that will stand up and say, Homosexuality is not another lifestyle. It is a sin. And it will send you to hell if you continue to engage in such along with adultery and shacking up and, and, and drinking and everything else. Hell is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. It is for eternity. It's time for God's people to stand up and speak what the book says and stop sitting back and going along to get along. It's the reason we're in the mess we're in today. Adam ain't said a word. When you stand up for what the Word of God says, chances are you're going to stand alone. Elijah said to the people, 1 Kings 18, verse 22. I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. One man against 450. Now, Actually, there were a hundred of God's prophets that, been, that had been hid away in a cave. Obadiah had hid these individuals away. But where were they at on this day? Elijah could have used some encouragement. They sure won't nobody else out there standing there saying anything to encourage him. Where were the other hundred prophets of God? Where were they? When you take a stand for God, sometimes you may think, well, my brother over here is staying with me. Don't bank on that. But you've got to make a decision for yourself. I'm going to stand up for what the Word of God says. I'm going to speak what the Word of God 
says. And you just may find yourself standing with yourself. But let me tell you this. Whenever you stand for God, and it seems as though you're by yourself, you're not alone. The Lord will stand right there with you. And the Lord stood right there with Elijah that way as he stood up against 450 prophets of Baal. And if you'll stand up for Jesus today on the job, in the school, in your home, the Lord's promised he'll stand right there with you. And one plus God is enough. Oh, glory to God. One plus God is enough. And I'm here to tell you today, I got God on my side. (laughs) Glory to God. You've got God on your side. Stand up for Jesus. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free cd copy of this message just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234 you can also go to establishedinthefaith.com there you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form but perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something again just give us a call at 252 299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.